You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Uh, welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Welcome to Magic Round at Suncorp Woo! Stadium. We are so excited about that. We are on air for basically all day from now until, well, whenever they kick us off air, I suppose it's going to be. It's an all-star cast here today. Angelisa Rapps. So ex- <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a cheap you one, early me. doors. No, great to have you here, J.A. We'll get to you very shortly. On debut. On the sideline. What am I debuting? On the sideline. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you showed you a little bit of your inexperience. The high heels and the no umbrella. Mm. Oh, well, I actually had my umbrella. The high heels were a bad choice. <laughs> I, uh, that, was a, that was just idiotic. I was earthing. I was doing oh, that pretty. Yeah. Nice, I'll nice. tell you what I earthed. My feet were covered. <laughs> uh, welcome to all the listeners across the SEN network. 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 AM SEN on the Goldie, and, of course, your digital radio in Brisbane on SENQ. And, of course, if you've downloaded the app, you're obviously listening now. You can listen to the SEN podcast. Remember, uh, download, listen to the Crunch Time team anywhere, anytime, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a podcast listener, you probably know one of our special guests, Denon Kent. Mate, the bloke, thanks, welcome. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Now, I tell you what, he basically levitated into Suncorp Stadium yes. today, didn't you? Very Absolutely. excited about that result last night for Did the Broncos. <laughs> I slept in. I slept in. <laughs> uh, we'll go through the earlier result. <clears throat> Night 16, Bulldogs 6. So we'll get to that very shortly. But the big result, Broncos 38, Sea Eagles nil. That is exciting for a Broncos fan, Denon. Oh, mate, it's probably the best performance I've seen since Wayne left, I would go as far to say. If, if not the best, it's definitely one of the best. And I would even go even further in saying that we haven't seen a seven, a seven, play for the Broncos like this since Kevy Walters 2000. Wow. So we're looking at nearly two decades before we've had a seven that has been this good. Now, obviously, we had Lockyer that led us through, you know, from 2000 till 2013 or so. But since then, we've been, you know, we struggled a little bit. We've had Benny Hunt play some really good footy. Uh, but I honestly believe that Reynolds is playing as good as Benny Hunt's best games for the Broncos. Can I just throw something at you, which I've, I've sort of thought of at the moment? What if Adam Reynolds was teamed with Anthony Milford in the half? Does that not feel to you like one a game controller, the other one will just do what you want to do? Does that work for you? Yeah, it absolutely does. I was a bit surprised that when they did get Reynolds that they ended up letting Milford go, yeah. especially when it seemed like he only got a minimum contract elsewhere. Fair yep. enough if he had got a you know, 500, 600K elsewhere. Uh, Milford would complement Reynolds perfectly. In saying that, 
don't change it. If it's, uh, if it's yes. not broke, don't fix it. And yeah. Gamble seems to be doing his job. So, uh, mate, I could not be more happy that the boys are putting together performances that are 80 minutes, 80-minute performances. We yeah. have not seen that for years. Uh, Warriors v. the Rabbitohs first game today. That's at 3 p.m. You'll hear that on 1170 SEN. Titans and Dragons as well. The big one tonight, Storm and the Panthers. Uh, it's now been clear that Ivan Cleary is not coming up. No, for he, Magic Round. What's the latest there, Jay? Well, uh, he in his press conference um, in the game, not just the game last week, he was hobbling around and he said that he'd had an injection in his uh, knee and then obviously he ended up missing that game, but he looked like he was in a lot of pain at that press conference. And then the press conference this week, it was, he actually didn't do it. It was Cameron Serraldo. Yes. And so you sort of thought then he's not going to Magic Round. If, he's not, if he can't do the press conference, he can't go to Magic Round. He's actually had um, surgery on his knee. He had an infection and now he's had surgery on his knee. So, um, yeah, he, he's really struggling. Now, we teased a little bit of breaking news, so let's get to it. It's the big clash, Storm v Panthers, and we're just looking at the team sheets here, Denon. So, as it stands on the NRL uh, website, Nick Meaney is on the wing and Tyron Wishart is at fullback. Now, in the halves position is Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes. Now, we are waiting on further confirmation, but my understanding is there's going to be a significant change there that Jerome Hughes, for whatever reason, mm. is out of the side. That is absolutely huge. Of course, there's that backstory that you were talking about, J.A., with Jerome Hughes and the Panthers players. Mm. But the other interesting thing that you pointed out, Denon, Cooper Johns is listed as the 18th man, which is strange. He's not the type of player you would have as an 18th man unless... There was a player like Jerome Hughes in doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure whether Cooper has been 18th man regularly uh, over the last few weeks, but to put him here for Magic Round, it does seem to me that there was at least a half under a cloud, uh, especially when you've got a guy like Wishart who at a pinch could probably fill in if he had to. Uh, so if you have uh, Wishart as part of the squad and there's no injury cloud, he could kind of cover that utility role. But the fact that Cooper is there, it seems like they already had wind that a specialist half mm. may be a bit under a cloud. So huge, huge out. If it is true that Hughes is out, or I mean, hopefully it's not Munster, but if it is Hughes that is out, I mean, that is massive. They've just lost half of their spine yes. with Papen Hughes and N Hughes out. Yeah, significant, isn't it? Uh, and he's been playing so well, Jerome Hughes. Oh, man. I mean, he's been playing well for the couple of years, but uh, and a walk-up start to be number seven for New Zealand in the Rugby League World Cup. Now, there's lots of stories going around, and we are going to talk more about the Broncos. We'll do that with Matty Ballon, who's an assistant there at the Broncos, yeah. and he's coming in very shortly. But there was a story that uh, caught our eye in the Courier Mail, mm. uh, and that's that Justin Holbrook at the Gold Coast Titans has turned to a... Mm, Leadership guru. Oh, uh, yeah. Is this like a whisperer? Yes. Like, yeah, There's okay. whisperer elements to it, okay. most definitely. Gary Dooley is the gentleman's name. Now, this always worries me. This mm. always worries me. Can, if I could just have a look at that. Uh, here's the quote from Philip Sammy. And um, it, it goes back to some of the things we talked about with uh, uh, Kerry Ann Podast and, and Natalie Cook about winning um, gold medals for Australia. But here's a direct quote from Phil Sammy. We don't want to panic. When you go on a losing streak, most teams panic. And we don't want to be doing that right now. Our season is falling away. Okay, so that's the quote from Phil Sammy. And it's like, Phil, could you be any more negative about your whole season? Yes. It's like 
I know you don't want to panic, but why mention the word panic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? This feels like when a couple of years ago when the Maroons did the that where they wouldn't mention the blues. Yes. It, and and they were all it was quite uh, funny because when you're interviewing them, it felt like every time you were interviewing them that they were more focused that they had had to not mention the blues <laughs> than what they were actually answering. Um, it's like the Streisand effect, you know, you're trying to avoid yes. paying attention to it. It draws attention to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And that was all anyone was talking about yeah, too. There right. were so many stories going around about it. And so if I said you don't think of a brown dog, yeah. what do you mm. think of? You think you think of a brown yeah, dog. Really yeah, cute. so that, that was interesting. That was on the back of Michael Checker, who was working with uh, Bradley Charles Stubbs, who was the, right. the coach whisperer. And he said, do not refer to them as the All Blacks. Because the All Blacks have this, you know, connotation yes. of this, this powerful force, so we'd just call them New Zealand. Just New a quick Zealand. question: Why is it always whisperer? I, well, it's a it's a media thing. Like you know, yeah, do, they, know. do they whisper when they talk? Like yeah, where does why? that come from? Like shouldn't it be loud and rambunctious and and kind of in your face? I think it's from the Horse Whisperer, right? That movie. Uh, Robert Redford. He's a movie star. Do you know him, Jaleesa? No. no of course you don't. <laughs> That's right. uh, but yeah, it, and, and he used to whisper in the horse's ear. And uh, then get the, oh, okay. So the horse had had trauma and then he'd whisper in their ear and then the horse would be okay. Right. That's where they So go. it might have happened to the Broncos last night. The horses had a bit of trauma, got a bit of whispering. <laughs> yeah. Big win. <coughs> we got to ask Matty Ballon about that. I, I spoke to Kevy during the course of the week and I think Kevy's one of those guys where and, and I'm going to be honest and say, I'm not sure about Kevy's coaching credentials, mm. but as a person, he is first rate. Mm. Like, he's just a, a great fella, and everyone wants the Broncos to do well for Kevy. Mm. Mm. And you can hear it in his pre- – I know it's easier after you've won four straight, but mm. you can hear it from him now, and you can, you can get a sense about, oh, wouldn't every coach who's struggling at the moment, and there's a few of them, like to have an Adam Reynolds who can – whatever you say, he can go out there and do it, and maybe even adds a little bit extra to yeah. that. Oh, I, I just think with the, the Walters thing, I understand people still unsure of whether his coaching credentials will hold up. But when we look at guys like Wayne Bennett and Bellamy, tactically, they aren't these geniuses no. that you know can revolutionise and game plans. Wayne Bennett is a man manager. And yeah. I think for the Broncos, the key for Walters coming back to the, the Broncos, it was the cultural side that he brought. It was uh, identity that he mm-hmm. could bring back to the club and to the players. And the Broncos can put good technical coaches around him. Not to say that Walters can't coach, but I'm just saying that if you are concerned about that, you can fill those holes up yes. with coaching staff. Whereas culture, you can't purchase that. You can't buy it. It has to be with someone that truly does represent what the Broncos are about. Not to take anything away from the Broncos because they were fantastic last night and to put on that many points in uh, such a wet conditions was, was fantastic. But the Seagulls were awful. Oh, J.A., did they, you have to go there? No, but Come they were. On. They were really bad. I don't know. Cherry Evans, his kicking game was off. Uh, like, you know, he probably not what we've expected in the past few weeks what we've seen from him. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. They were just – and they didn't have the energy. Like, even on the sideline, you could just tell as soon as they had that first try scored against them, their heads were down and they were just getting through the sets and defending and defending and defending and eventually um, – I mean, the Broncos really look like they should have been up by a lot more at yeah, halftime. Yeah, totally agree. I think the, the Manly Seagulls yesterday were really looking for a forward to step up and bring that aggression. Yeah. Whereas you look at the Broncos, they had guys like Flegler, yeah. Carrigan, Haas, Catewell. Every single one of these players, uh, Jensen as well, were super aggressive, super high energy. Yep. And I think that's where it, it's a cliche, but that, that uh, will to dominate your opposition mainly just didn't seem to have it last night. And usually they do have that. Can I ask you this one, guys? Yeah. Kieran Foran is a hugely popular part of that team, mm. right? And a, and a, a, a spiritual leader. 
of those guys. He's out. Yeah, but... Do, does, is that having an impact at Manly? Yeah, it could hurt for sure. Mm. I mean, he, he's loved there and it's been a big week. He's a key player and then you've got these young guys coming through that'll be taking his spot. So they should be able to handle things like that. But in saying that, it, it would be a sad day for the playing group knowing that this guy's not going to be yeah. there. You can't criticise uh, Manly for that, though, because they're, they're just hamstrung by what he was on, you know, he's on a pretty low deal. And I'll, I'll criticise them. Why? Why are you guaranteeing players that they can play in certain positions? When you've no, got no, one but there. no, so, but it's not. And that's so. Here's what happened: Josh Schuster, via his management, started to agitate and saying, yeah. "Well, Kieran Foran's playing really well, but we got a deal here that says I play five eight. No, but it's also that that Foran's on a, a low deal at the moment, and he's been playing pretty well. He's worth more. They can't keep everyone. They're gonna, you know, there's pressure on you know keeping Marty to power. Everyone, you, you just the salary cap is a salary cap. No, you just no, can't I, keep everyone. I disagree with that. Right. I actually, I actually think he would have stayed for less than he would have got at the Titans. And of course, he can only play one position. Yeah. But Josh Schuster can play back row. But he's got in his mm. deal. And and let me tell you, there were a number of clubs when they learnt that Josh Schuster was not well. I'm not saying Josh was unhappy, but that there was agitation around that mm. that clause in his contract. They'd go, well, we'll sign him. So Manly had to go, okay, we yeah, have okay. to make a decision on this. It wasn't salary cap. It was if, if Foran stays, he's got to play six. But if he stays, we lose Schuster. Mm. And uh, to be in Manly's defence, I don't think anyone expected Foran to be able to put together this many games yeah. no. and play as well as he did. So yeah, when they did sure. sign him, them telling Schuster, look, if you sign for a little bit less, you'll yeah. be six, was a very reasonable thing to mm. do. Now we fast forward and all of a sudden go, oh, my God, Foran's playing so well. So I just think it's one of those situations where – Everyone had the right intentions, but yes. no one expected yeah. Boren to do as well as he's done. That's can, a very fair point. Can yep. I ask you both something about the game? When I was sitting there and I'm watching um, Tom Travojevic, just the pain on his face and he's struggling, and even Ben Travojevic, and they're down. There's 10 minutes to go. There's no way they can come back in the game. Mm. Why not take him off? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it, it's a you've got to strike a balance between protecting your key players but also sending the right message to the playing group and right. you don't want to be like so obviously cotton wool he's the guy he's the <laughs> guy because then the rest of the boys are like you know we, we're in this together we, yeah. we live or die together so it's so hard to find that balance but you're right though like i mean you could even argue the week before pappen yeah that. well that was what i was thinking yeah. Yeah. Right. he left paps on there and then he got further injured mm. and probably worse than what what was going to keep him out with the injury that was going to keep him out for longer. You, you want to know a great saying that I was taught at the Broncos when I first got um, to the Broncos. Yep. It was bad habits habits are like a bed. They're really easy to get into, hard to get out of. Right. And yeah. so like the standard that you set, let's say you go, all right, Papineus, and you come off. Yeah. And then the next week, another big player gets a little bit injured and he's, he, you know, mentally, it's very easy to take the easy way out. Yeah. Whereas you have to be, as you know, you have to be so mentally tough to play in a yeah. Sometimes it's that balance that you talk about where it's yes. like, it would be smart to take Papineus now, but what are we saying? Are yeah. we saying that we're going to be soft and take the excuse the easy way out? So it's really hard to balance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally appreciate that. I just thought when Tom was in so much pain, mm. and I'm no doubt Tom wouldn't have wanted to come yeah, off. Sure. You would have had to drag him off. Mm. But I, I just thought, oh, God, this this guy is like, I, I can't. Probably would have been the smart thing to do. I couldn't have seen. I didn't think he was going to be on back on in the second half. Mm. Yeah, mm. I reckon 18 minutes to go, I'm like, get him off. Yeah. yeah. Get him off. He's yeah. all strapped up there. No, his knee's 100%. Well, he's got a lot of strapping on her. I yeah. Wonder, it wasn't it funny to hear Des in the post-match press conference where he said, no, he hasn't aggravated it. Yeah. Really? Well, and what was he was playing. So, so that was the best that his knee was at when we yeah. when he first came back. 
Okay. Well, yeah. even JT interviewing on Channel 9 mm. basically asked him, like, is the knee sweet? And it seemed like Tommy bristled a little bit and was like, you know, because JT was like, are you going to be sweet for Origin, essentially? And, and Tommy <laughs> Which was Which is really like, the question he Yeah, wanted. exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, being a part of the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. uh, mate, take it off. Take it off. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it seemed like because Tommy is so competitive, it almost was like... If if there was nothing to worry about, you wouldn't have a, a reaction yes, to it. But yeah. because it does, it's it, it does seem to be bothering a little bit. He doesn't seem to be fully at 100. Uh, percent But yeah, you, you, you're right though. The smart move probably would have been let's just get him off the field. Jaleesa Apps is a bit of a television whisperer at Channel 10. We know that about her. All but right. Dan and you have your own story about Wayne Bennett and what he did out of the. I've got a Tommy Rodonix story that people will not believe. It actually only happened 25 years ago. But, <laughs> yeah. Dan, and you, you reckon Wayne did something unusual well, before a game? Kind of unusual. So, we're at 2008, the Broncos, we went really well and we're flying. And then we had a couple of games where we weren't playing that well. And so he pulled us in. It was, he was about to get into finals footy or maybe a couple of games. He pulled us into a, a team meeting and sat us all down. And he was like, boys, if you don't want to play finals footy this year, let me know. If, if you don't want to play, if you don't want to put in the, the effort or whatever, that is totally fine. But we just need to be all in this together. So if you tell me that we, we will focus on next year and we'll start building towards next year, I'll book the Mad Monday. I'll book the holiday. We wow. can right. all do it together. We just need whatever we do, we need to do it together. Anyway, he, he's, a, he's a master because he knew that would rile the boys. Were you like, like, all right, yeah. Mad Monday yeah, it could is. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, so, put, uh, put your hand up if you don't want to be here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sweet. okay. I'm out of here. Um, but anyway, we, in, we went out and we were like, no way. Like, no way yeah. we want to play finals footy. So we went out and we improved the, the next week and continued playing good footy. But, yeah, that was his way of uh, getting the boys all riled up. And what does that have to say about structure and how you play and all that? Absolutely nothing. Literally nothing. It, literally nothing. Yeah. Tommy Rodonicus was also one that was, wasn't big on structure yeah. when it came to a rugby league team. One day he said to us, we were struggling at the Western Suburbs Magpies in 1997 and he, we were playing Parramatta on Easter Thursday. Now, Parramatta had Jared McCracken, Dean Pay, Jason Smith, Jimmy Dimmick, Aaron Raper, like all these star players. And he said, bring your good clothes to training on Tuesday. We're like, oh. So we had a 10 o'clock training session at Campbelltown Stadium. Next thing you know, we're in our good clobber, much like the clobber I'm wearing today, <laughs> Ringers Western. Uh, and, and then we're on a minibus into the city. We proceeded to drink for the next 12 hours. We're only 48, 48 hours out from a game. 12 hours. There was entertainment that came to the restaurant that we were at. And then on the bus on the way... <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Go 20, on. 25 years a ago, musician. Jay, a musician. Musician. Or, yeah. oh, there yeah. was music. There was yeah. music. A ma yes. Magician. <laughs> it was magic. <laughs> and and then on the on the way home, everyone was thoroughly enjoying themselves. Tommy Rodonis just got up and said, "You blokes are soft. You need to go to war against Parramatta on Thursday. War. What? How do you give me a W? We're like, oh, God, Tom. W. Give me an A. Oh, it's like a cheer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me an A. Give me a U. We're like, U. Give me an R. R. He's like, what does that spell? War. <laughs> and I'm like, well, actually, it doesn't talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fast forward to the game. We win. 25-14. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very <laughs> different. They're two very different very techniques, different. aren't they? Very different approach. I, hey. Oh, yeah, sorry. If I was in your position, I would have just gone, yeah, Mad Monday. How good, yeah, this, bloke? How good this bloke? He's giving us an out. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, and you know what Jaleesa's dream is? To sign a rich four-year deal and then do her ACL. 
Oh, it's hard. It's hard to see people. <laughs> it's really hard to see people living your dream. Yeah, I said that yeah. to Adam Dewey. I was like, it's hard to yeah. hard to chat to you. <laughs> what a, yeah, I mean, can't believe that he would do his ACL and just enjoy life. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. yeah. You know those NFL contracts that are you know guaranteed. That's yeah. what Jaleesa yeah, wants. Yeah, okay. she wants to sign as a backup quarterback the at the Denver Broncos. Yeah, or like a CEO right. with like a thanks. You've run this company into the ground. Here's <laughs> <laughs> here's a million dollars. See you later. Sure. Uh, we love it. Give us a call, 1300 011170. You can get us on the text line as well, 0457 736 736. It's crunch time, a special edition of Crunch Time. We're coming to you from Pixie's Pub at Suncorp Stadium. We're day two of Magic Round. Coming up next, we're going to have a look back to the games last night. The win by the Newcastle Knights, the demolition job by the Brisbane Broncos. And we'll have uh, a member of the Broncos coaching staff, Matty Ballon the former Manly Seagull, who'll be a special guest as well. Stick around. It is. It's a special edition of NRL Crunch Time. We're coming to you live from Suncorp Stadium. We're at Pixie's Pub. It's level five. It's fantastic. The, the punters were in here last night. They were absolutely loving it. It's all thanks to Ignite HQ, by the way. If you want to be a part of the program, you can. one 1170 and get us on the text line, 0457 736 736. I said special edition. Denon Kemp is here. Jaleesa Apps as well. But now we're joined by former Manly hooker. Had a couple of years at the West Tigers. Origin, of course. And now part of the Brisbane Broncos coaching staff, Matty Ballon. Welcome, Matty. Hey, Jimmy. Jaleesa. Denon. Um, Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's, um, it's a great day, Magic Round, and I'm... Pretty pumped to watch the footy today. No, you're not. You're just floating <laughs> after that victory when you, when you have wins like that, you love watching any footy. <laughs> and, mate, the fact that it was Manly. I think it was Manly, yeah. just on those jerseys. What was oh, going on? Yeah, Was yeah. it Manly or Panthers Awful. or Storm? Or, anyway, it was a team. Look like Warriors. The team that you played last night. They won't wear them again, I'm no. no. No, that's the thing. But in, in all seriousness, um, th- there's wins, and, and I think there's a number of games this weekend that were sort of toss of the coin games, and, and I thought that game was going to be one. But that's yeah. dominant, and Denon's described it as Mate, it's, it's one of the best performances I've seen probably since Wayne left the club. So, wow. what, three, three and a bit years? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen the boys play like that this year, Denham. Like, it's um, just really consistent footy. I think the wet weather suited us. We, right. we, we like to carry the ball with the forwards, and, um, and our strength is in our forwards. And, and then when you've got players like, like Adam Reynolds um, in the halves just, just steering the ship around, it's, it's pretty easy footy. So, But geez, they, they all played extremely well, and, and they're gelling together, which is fantastic. Why? What, what You know... Why? It, it's too easy yeah. to say Adam Reynolds. It's more yeah. than that. No, I, th- I think they're, they're all fit and they love training. Like they, they really enjoy the, the physical part of the game. And, and, and Manly's probably the first side we blew away. And you could yep. see by the end of it, they were physically battered, I thought. Um, and, and, and in general, Manly are pretty physical. Like they've got the Marty Tapowers, the Toff Sipleys, the big yes. players. Yes. So to do that to that team, it, it shows that they're physically on the ball and they. And they and when I, when I watch them train every day, they just love turning up and doing their gym and they love training hard and they love doing extras. So right. good that puts them in a great position to, to play footy like that. Is it a coincidence that they've sort of come good too when Ben Eichen's gone up there? Like what kind of influence has he had? Yeah, well, Benny's been there since the start. He's been, you know, like, like heavily involved with, with the club and, and obviously behind the scenes. Um, and, and he's got a great history in the game. And, and obviously with, with the Brisbane Broncos, he's been there as a player. Um, he knows Wayne Bennett very well, and he's got some great assets to, to bring to the club. Um, I think the, there's not one person you could put it down to. I think that the club is working really well together. You know, Kevy's got the coaching staff working extremely well. Um, Benny's got the back end of the house working well. Dave Donahue's doing great. Um, and everyone's just happy. Like, when you win, it, it creates a happy environment. 
um, and everyone's happy at the moment, which is fantastic. Mm. Now, mate, the, the improvement for that, especially that forward pack, uh, if you looked at them at the start of the year, I would have said they, they're young, inexperienced. You know, when the times get tough, they might take shortcuts, like we all do as rookies. We, yep. we actually don't realise that yep. it's 80 minutes of football. Uh, whereas, like, I feel like now we're watching this young forward pack full of talent but they're not taking those tiny little shortcuts here and there. Is that something you've noticed since you got to the club? Yeah, and I think it comes with oh, with age and maturity, and we're a, we're a young side. Yeah. Um, in the first two games we, we win, you know, we beat um, the Bunnies round one and the Bulldogs, yeah. and then we have a bit of inconsistent weeks with the Warriors and, and the Cowboys are a red-hot team. Um, but then we put, you know, four more games together and they're starting to realise, like you said, doing the simple things like extras at training, working hard on your defence, tying in with each other, um, they're the things that when you come to big games, if you do them well, you're going to beat teams. And mm. and like I said before, they're all fit, they're all strong, they all love training, and they put themselves in a good position to do that. Matty, when you signed your deal with the Broncos, did you have share options in that? And I ask, <laughs> and the reason I ask, and look, I, Benny Eichen often says, you know, when he joined the club, the share price was 57 cents, I right? It's now 98 yeah. cents, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so a market cap of 94. Point one two million dollars for the Brisbane Broncos, right? And and he just says to me, "We'll join the dots on those ones, yeah. right?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in seriousness, um, give us an understanding of that Adam Reynolds stuff off the back yeah. of that game last week against the Rabbitohs, and then again tonight. I, I was talking to Denon and Jaleesa about. It. I don't think there's a more informed player in the competition over the last month. You could even stretch it out to the game against the Panthers as well. In your mind. Can you understand why the South Sydney Rabbitohs did not sign him up for two years? No, no not at all. Not watching his influence on the club and the impact he's had on those young guys. Um, and he was just the perfect the perfect buy for, for the Broncos. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, Kevy and Ben, and the, who bought him last year to Masterstroke because they saw that we had a young crop of players coming through that needed a leader and needed someone to steer them around. Um, players like, you know, Tyson Gamble and the halves who are young and, yep. and got so much talent. Billy Walters, a hooker. Um, these guys just needed a leader and an on-field leader and he's like a coach out there yeah. um, he's so calm he's so present with everything he does um, he's got a great relationship with all the players they all love him and he's been perfect for the club and you can see on the field that he, he's actually loving his footy he loves playing for the broncos and mm. he loves the club and he loves the town of brizzy i think that's the best thing right. that's what kevy yeah. brings to the club like kevy just talks about being a good teammate being a good player and and and, and loving loving your footy and, and alf brings to that too and they all love brisbane yeah. and they love love the environment we're creating the club made some pretty difficult decisions, though, to let go of some pretty big names. On reflection, it was pretty brave, wasn't it, given where they are now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I wasn't here last year, obviously, but they let the likes of Pengai go and, mm. and Matty Lodge. Um, players that were, you know, proven first graders. And, and and you probably look at our forward pack now, and, and those guys might not fit in as well just because yeah. the forwards now are just working really hard and they're holding each other accountable defensively and making sure they do all the little things that, that you spoke about, Denham, and... If you're not doing that now in the in the Broncos forward pack, you're sort of left out. You're not you're not a, a normal member. Like they're all working really hard for each other, and and you watch um Katoni Staggs play, and he's he's getting out from marker and chopping people's legs, and yes. just like those little effort areas, mm-hmm. they're just contagious, and and that's the culture that Kevy and the rest of the coaches have brought there. Now the great Selwyn Cobo, <laughs> <laughs> yes. great Selwyn Cobo. I mean, uh, we haven't seen an exciting outside back since a, a bloke by the name of Denon. But before that, was, uh, <laughs> uh, Same he, sort of speed, no, eh, Denon? Mate, you know what, I hope he has speed. a longer career. I hope he has yeah. a longer career. Um, no, but Selwyn Cobbo, yep. how hard is it for you guys to balance? This guy is a superstar. We all know that. Yeah. But 
the second that he starts realizing he's a superstar, he probably you know will take shortcuts. And, and so, what what with your experience with all the players you've seen that come through, and we've seen some guys come through and they. The first year is great. The second year they fall off, and then other guys that go on and do great things. Yep. How are you going to find that balance with Selwyn? Well, I think Selwyn's a, he's a he's a different beast altogether. You know, like you talk about um, like Kevy and, and and Alf and the type of players they were, and then you got blokes like Wendell Saylor and Lottie Takiri at, mm. at the Broncos, and and they were different. You know, like Wayne Bennett treated them differently than everyone else, and and Selwyn is one of those guys where he's he's you know he's got his own style, and um, at the moment he's playing some exceptional footy. Um, you know, he's he's a young kid and he's learning his trade and he's and he probably needs to be more consistent with a few things. But at the moment, he's he's playing some great footy and he's got some really good leaders around him. And um, at the club, there's some great players and and some really good staff members that are trying to help him and influence him and just keep him on the straight and narrow. Because yeah. I think the secret to Selwyn is just like listening to him, understanding him, and then providing a good environment and just mm. teaching him some things along the way. Has he got himself a driver's licence and a registered vehicle now? Is that... <laughs> I'm not sure what's over there. I'm not sure. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things like, you know, yeah. I, I, I put my hand up. I've been driving around sometimes in an unregistered car, so, I've, you know. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it it happens. happens. Hey, let's hear from Kevy Walters and Adam Reynolds in the press conference from last night. The nil scoreline was really pleasing. Uh, and the way we started the game, I thought that's the best start we've had to a game since I've been here. So, um, yeah, it was really good, really pleasing. Uh, I'm not sort of surprised. I, I train with these days, these guys every day, and um, I know the talent that sits in the room. It's just about putting it all on the on the page, um, getting everyone together. So my job's pretty easy. I go out there and steer the boys around, ask them to do a simple job, and they get it done. So. Yeah, I don't want to sort of embarrass Adam too much, but for the last past few years, we haven't been able to finish our sets off the way we'd like to for different reasons. Um, and he's, you know, one of the best kickers in the game. So that's really, that helps you, your defence, where you turn the ball over and how you turn the ball over. And, you know, I think you saw in the first 15 to 20 minutes of the game tonight, his influence over where we turn the ball over. It's, it's got a big say on things as well. Mate, uh, yeah. I agree with everything Kevy said. It was fantastic. But uh, the the interesting thing this year for you guys, though, is that last year the Broncos didn't really have to deal that much with Origin, whereas this year mm. there's a really good chance mm. you could lose quite a few people to Origin. Haas, obviously, definitely, but you've got, yeah. got like Paddy Carrigan. Selwyn could be a smoky. Uh, Oates could be in the side again. Legler is also yeah. in there. I mean, there are a bunch of players. Is yep. that something that you guys are kind of preparing for? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I mean, you can never really prepare to lose a player like Payne Haas, you know, or, or Paddy Carrigan because they're just such a big part of the side. But like, you watch uh, last night's game. There was TC Rabati was left out. who had an 80-minute effort the week before and played really well on the edge. Um, Reese Kennedy was left out. Yeah. He played Norse today. Um, there's a heap of young fellas coming through in that reserve-grade competition. Ezra Mam's playing really good football as a young 19-year-old. He's special. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a great batch of young fellas coming through, and um, they're all feeding off this this momentum and this confidence that the first grade boys are bringing to the club. Mm. Um, so I think there's some really good things ahead. You know, obviously you, you will it'll affect our side with with Origin, and you know bl- blokes like Stags playing some great footy, he's a chance as well. So yeah. um, it'll be challenging, but I think we've got the cattle and the and the you know the motivation and the the enthusiasm at the moment to fill that void. To see uh, Corey Oates to turn around, what's been difficult few years of injuries and he said a couple of I think he said a month ago or maybe a little bit longer that he wasn't looking at any contract talk he'd put that aside the way he's playing now you'd imagine he's 
Maybe bringing up the contract talk now. Uh, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd see. He usually has a, he has a good he has a good year when he's got the contract up. But uh, <laughs> no, he's enjoying his footy. Like you watch him when he warms up. I, was, I remember watching him with one of the other coaches, Terry Madison, last night, and mm-hmm. he's warming up and they're just running and he's got this big smile on his face, like this big goofy yeah. smile. Like that's what that's what Oates is like, you know. And he doesn't shut up, Denham. You know, he just mm-hmm. like continually talks at training, and the boys have to tell him to shut up during meetings because he's just gibbering on about something and. Mate, but I was he, there when Oatsy was coming through. Yeah. So much potential, but yeah, it was he was oh. very green. Let's just put it that way. Fitness sessions wasn't his favourite. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't his favourite. He wants to chat then. <laughs> but but he's, he's loving his footy and, and it's contagious. So, um, so he's yeah, he's playing some fantastic stuff. Got to go the other side of the, the hall and have a look at the Manly dressing mm. room. Now, you would yep. have played with a very young Tommy Trebojevic yeah, yeah. At, at Manly. What yeah. did you see? And you know, Des, yep. what did you see from Manly last night and... and Give us your thoughts on yeah. that. Yeah, they looked a bit tired. Um, I, I mean, I thought we started, like, the Broncos started the game, like, really fast and blew them away. And the wet weather probably suited our forwards and, and they just couldn't match the, the pace of the game. They're carrying a few injuries, I believe. Like, Tommy doesn't look 100%. He's still he's still out there playing great footy. Um, but I, I think you just got to give credit to the to the Brisbane forward pack and they just, just took the game by the horns. And in that wet weather, when you've got forwards like that going forward, it's very hard to get momentum back. Manly throwback to the Northern Beagles merge team with the jumpers last night and played like it says <laughs> kegs at Daceyville. Yeah, it wasn't, as you say, they won't wear them again, yeah, I, yeah. I would have thought. 38 points to nil. The Broncos over the Seagulls. You're listening to Crunch Time on a Saturday. It's all thanks to Ignite HQ. Uh, get us on the open line, 1300 01 1170. The text line as well. Keep those texts coming in, 0457 736 736. Special guests everywhere. Matty Ballon from the Broncos, Denon Kemp from SCN, Jaleesa Apps, Channel 10. I suppose we've got to make mention yeah, come of that. On. Yeah, we do. Uh, I know that there's Bulldogs fans want to have their say, uh, so call us now because after the break we'll have a chat about that game. The Newcastle Knights, 16-6 over the Bulldogs. Stick around. Win a Hilux in Camper on 15 May and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au This is NRL Crunch Time. Special edition as well. We're coming to you from Pixie's Pub. It's in the Paddington Room, Level 5, Suncorp Stadium. Magic round has started. Two games in. Just on that, Matty Ballon here, part of the Broncos coaching staff. Is the ground going to hold up, Matty? It's still drizzling out there. Yeah, it was actually quite good for our game last okay. night. But, but um, yeah, I think by the end of the round it's going to be chopped up. But mm. uh, they've done a great job with the surface so far. Uh, absolutely. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 300 one 1170 Hey, uh, Scotty, we'll get you very shortly. I think he wants to just vent a little bit about oh, his Bulldogs. Yeah. Mm, 0457 <laughs> very much like it. Uh, what did you make of it? I don't know. You probably didn't get a chance to see much of it, Matty, but um, yep. yeah, hearing the scoreline, 16-6, the yep. Knights get it done. Yep. Um, it's really tough times for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I watched a bit of the game, but we sort of got to see a little bit live, and, and the Bulldogs are just struggling with their attack. You know, they obviously scored that one try from Matt Carr on a kick, and You've got to use his ability, but um, I just think they, they probably lack a bit of creativity. You know, they play they play a lot of width on their on their attack, but um, I think they could use their forward. They've got, some, they've got a big forward pack with Thompson yes. and Vaughan, and they could probably make teams pay a little bit more through the middle. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think it's a tough gig for them coming through this year. They're going to be real building, as they talk about, and um, it's going to be... With the two times we've played them, they've been very competitive. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're competitive. Um, yeah. You're right about not scoring points. Now, J.A., you were down on debut. Well done. Congratulations. Mm. Got wet, forgot your umbrella. Yeah. Uh, and wore high heels. But 
Um, you were minor mistake. <laughs> you Come back from all of them. Better for the run. Uh, I was you, earthing. I told you I was right. earthing. That's right. I was Freddie Fiddler earthing. You were also looking at the Bulldogs and the yeah. reactions that they were getting from yeah. them. This is a side that's struggling at the moment. They looked so frustrated. Yeah. I don't know if they were frustrated with each other necessarily, but they just looked very frustrated. Like when Max King had to get out of that scrum, and yes. um, they just were all like, well, "Why, why, why?" Like they, were just, they just looked like a team that were um, just. They just were looking for someone else to do something mm. and, and seemed to be getting frustrated with each other. With When um, Dufty dropped that ball, yes. he looked so frustrated with himself and they were losing their cool a little bit. But the one thing I will say about the Bulldogs is in past, like they did have to defend a lot in that game. And in the past, they would have got 30 points put on them. Like their the, defense... the counter to that, though, was it was the Knights and they had... Um, Leo Thompson dropped the ball basically I over know, the line, yeah, and I then know. they had another try disallowed. Yeah, I know, I know. But if you're taking one positive out, yes. you've got to find a positive, surely. <laughs> but right. it's their attack that I think they just are looking for someone else to do something, and they don't really. It's like they they look like they are so scared of stuffing up. Yeah, which that is no one wants to to take it on. Uh, this is Crunch Time, brought to you by Ignite HQ. Win a Hilux with Ignite HQ on the 15th of May. That'd be. That's tomorrow. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's go to the open line because Scotty is there. Bulldogs fan wants to have his say. G'day, Scott. Hey, guys. How are you going? Yeah, really Good. well, mate. What do you got for us? Look, the only positive is that men should cry more. And when you cry, it's an emotional release where you feel better. And that's what I did last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a positive. So you're feeling good. I'm 1979. I was seven years old when I started following these guys. And I love them and I always will. I have never seen a worse team than what I'm watching in the last two years. And that's combined, not just this year, but last year. And I have a Pangai Jr. He's 46 minutes because Barrett said he looked a bit tired. This is the NRL. This is a professional organisation. This is a national game. I've always been a bit of an AFL fan as well. And one thing I've always said is the NRL are very good at one thing, and that is from year to year, you generally get your bottom teams improving. And you never know every now and then who's going to pop up. Well, that's dead. And this is the worst Bulldog side. And what I'm really worried about is David Ferner and the assistant coaches and where's their responsibility. That whole coaching panel should be up in front of the media. And you guys, I know you've got to build relationships and make sure you get interviews with players and not be toxic. But hold them as accountable as you can. Yeah. The, the thing that you guys just said, and I understand, you go, at least as a positive, they didn't get that many points scored on them. No. No, 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 no. It's brand damage as well. Brand damage. This is an 80s and 90s powerhouse. Yes. And even with, up until seven years ago, we were in the most grand finals of any other team in the prior 25 years. Yeah. This is the... I don't mind them finishing 10th or 11th every now and then, but not last every year. And that's oh, right, right, Scotty, night. Hey, Scotty, I, <laughs> I hope that helped. <laughs> that I, was, on the back that of the therapy. crying last night... And just getting it out of the system yeah. uh, I, right there. I think the um, the Bulldogs are held pretty accountable by Gus Gould. So the coaching staff in Barrett and, you know, Ferner, and I think they're, they're grilled most weeks by Gus. So there's a bit to answer for. And I think they're working really hard with their players. They just don't have the cattle and, and they've got 
they're asking for time to, to build that connection, I think. And that's what I was going to say to Scotty. Be patient. Be patient. Because change is coming. And well, I know that for a fact at the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, I asked um, Tavita, I think it was two weeks ago, when they were, like, there was all that Gus Gould. Yes. You know, the, hot, the, Gus, the Gus Week. Yes. That's how Gould I remember Gus. things yes. in NRL. Yes. I yes. have these markers, the Gus yes. Week. Um, I said to Tavita, like, does, does Barrett have a blow-up in him? Have you? And he was so bristled so much at that question. He goes, well, yeah, look where we are on the, the ladder or something yeah. like that. And I yeah. said, so has he given you some bit of tough love? And he goes, well, I think I've answered that. He was so obviously they're getting some pretty tough love. I will say yeah. this. It's very interesting. Uh, and watching Tavita Pangai last night and, and the way he played, it's what Matt Ballon doesn't say about the forwards who aren't at the Brisbane Broncos anymore and how yeah. they don't fit into what your guys are doing yeah. right now, Bat, uh, Matty. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the way the game is, you've got, you've got to look at the game and the game's based on endurance now. Look, it's yeah. repeat efforts, it's over and over. And Tavita, he's, he's a power player and he comes on and, and we watch him when play against the Broncos. He does short bursts and, and he creates some differences. It's like um, David Fafita. Yes. It's what they're talking about David at the moment, saying he's not providing what they need but that's what he's always provided that's yes. he's always been an x-factor player and he's not a he's not an effort on effort a worker player like a paddy carrigan or you know a Payne has so you sort of know what you're buying at the time and then you've got to play your footy in relation to that and i think the bulldogs are doing that like they're they're trying to play their footy where they try and blow teams away they're just not getting points and then and then they're just basing the rest of it on defense great insight on crunch time uh, brought to you by ignite hq uh, jaleesa matt ballon and jimmy we're going to take a break we'll be back with more stick around it is it's nrl crunch time it's the special edition we're coming to you from suncorp stadium pisky's pub is where it, where it might have been last night, actually, J.A. <coughs> uh, Matty Ballon. I, I got home at a respectable time. You did so not. did I. I oh, got home you, at a... oh, well, you were in fine form when I left. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you, you can't Eric. do anything, right? You go away for a little week. No. What would you get up to? Nothing. He Matt, was, nothing. He, it, I'll tell you what we got up to. Right. When we yeah. were leaving, I was ready to leave after yeah. we got off air at 11, and Jimmy was just like, nah, we are going out. Yeah, yeah. And Magic round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yep. you know what? Excited. Just at 1 o'clock when I said, probably should go home. This one says shots! <laughs> we did one shot did and then shot. I actually left. Yes, because I, I knew it. you were done after that. But the thing is is that I can handle it, Jimmy. I yes, can handle you. myself. You you were gone after that. Me, on the other hand. I tell you, you can also handle it. Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Time to talk with him now. Uh, all thanks to thedogs.com.au Home of the New South Wales Greyhound Racing. Simon, you wouldn't be caught up in any of that sort of hijinks, would you? Too professional. <laughs> Morning, guys. I was just about to say the real magic of this uh, weekend is that I went out for a few cordials last night, managed to wake up without a hangover. So there you go. Hey. Everyone's fine on magic round. No shots. <laughs> yeah, did you do some tequila shot? We'll have a crack. No, no shots last night. Hey, the, the weekend's still young. I've got plenty of time ahead of us today. I've got a big card of greyhound racing uh, across your Saturday. So yeah, hopefully we'll have a, a few bets. We'll fill up the pocket, and uh, tonight we can go again. All right, now, before we go forward, let's look back. I was there for the million-dollar chase. Absolutely outstanding, but she's a pearl. Wow, what a run, yeah. what a win. So far ahead. Yeah, spot on. It was a ripper, absolute ripper. Look, she, she stamped herself as probably the best dog in the country leading into that series. She won the Golden Easter Egg just a month earlier, a cool 250 grand, and then she comes out on million-dollar chase night. And, look, there's something special about the best dog, the best sporting team, the best athlete winning when they should. 
Uh, yeah. and she did just that. She was superb. I, I think I don't know if I saw you in there, Jimmy. You would have been up schmoozing in the in the uh, corporate area, wouldn't you? Oh, schmoozing. Classic. Yeah. Anywhere I can get myself uh, some free Handing prawns. Handing out some invoices. Yeah. <laughs> 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 People walk out when those vibes are made, so you just be very careful, Jaleesa. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, have, have you, hey, Sam, you got a tip for the listeners today? Yeah, of course we do. We've got uh, four heats of the Group 3 Brother Fox out at Dubbo today, guys. So some good dogs out there, Zip and Kyrgios, good odds Cash. But the races really are dominated by Jason McKay and April McKay. They're kennel. They've got three dogs running, fantastic Raven, Zipping Lopez and Zipping Maserati. And the best bet, race five, number eight at Dubbo, Zipping Maserati, comes up at about 6.17pm uh, tonight at Dubbo. Look, this fella ran a flying race last week in the Million Dollar Chase Consolation. He won that uh, won that race in a time of 29.57, which was electric. He won in near record time over the shorter trip at Dubbo in March as well, guys. So he's only missed the money five times in 27 career starts. He's yet, yet to miss the top two from four career starts in the pink rug. So race five, number eight, Zipping Maserati, the best bet on the card at Dubbo today. If you want to have a play tonight at Wenty Park, race one, number five, we don't share. It's a regally bred dog, regally trained and regally owned by one of my colleagues at Greyhounds New South Wales, Mark Duclos. So uh, that oh, dog's the Duke. Starts. He won that Magic Maiden uh, series through the Million Dollar Chase as well. So if you want to have a bet today, race five, number eight at Dubbo and race one, number five at Wenty Park. And I swear to God, if if the magic really is happening up there, guys, Jimmy will open his wallet and he'll shout you all a nice lunch after this. That'd be some real, real triumph of magic round. Sorry, Simon, you're just breaking up there. But anyway, <laughs> we better go. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Enjoy the day. Have a good one, guys. See you. Simon Orchard there from Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Uh, go to thedogs.com. .au, home of everything Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Dave Clemmer coming up, Andrew McCulloch as well. They'll be on the program. And do you know that Simon Orchard was field hockey royalty? Really? Two Olympic Games that he oh, went to. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, special edition of NRL Crunch Time. We're coming to you live from Suncorp Stadium. We're on Level 5. Pisky's Pub is where Jaleesa was all night. So oh, it's absolutely fantastic. I was curled up in bed watching ABC 24. <laughs> oh, exactly. Like a good... Just getting in a new cycle. In the election mode. Yeah, very nice. Matty Ballon is here, of course, uh, former Manly Seagull. Sorry, I was watching 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What a late save. Well done, Jay. Well done. Uh, It's all thanks to Ignite HQ. Winner highlights with Ignite HQ on the 15th of May. That's tomorrow. Um, And we've got Dave Clemmer coming up very shortly and after that it's Andrew McCulloch and even after that we'll get the pronunciation of this pub that we're in correct as well. Do you want to go again? Pixies. Pixies uh, pub. Yeah! yeah. We've got the fist pumps all around uh, everyone yeah. who's sold it in. Uh, where it is, is in front of us. <laughs> 11.70 SEN in Sydney. You're listening. 16.20 AM on the Gold Coast and SENQ on the DAB Plus channel. Be a part of the program. one 1170 and the text line 0457-736-736. Good morning, team. Michael from Logan. I'll throw this one to you, Matty Ballon. Yep. On the form of Adam Reynolds, if Nathan Cleary were to be unavailable in the next few weeks, could Adam Reynolds be a chance for origin? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Like, There's no reason why they wouldn't, or Freddie Fittler wouldn't pick him. Um, he's like, like we saw last night, he's playing exceptional footy, and, and, and Cleary's obviously the form halfback in the comp, but 
Adam would not be out of place in the sky blue at all. Yeah, there you go. Uh, keep those text messages coming in, 0457 736 736. Uh, first game of Magic Round last night was the Newcastle Knights beating the Bulldogs 16 points to six. The star player, the three Metricon points from Scotty Sattler went to their front rower, Dave Clemmer. I'm happy to say he's on the line. G'day, Dave. Hey, how are you? Yeah, really well. Um, how'd you pull up? It, it seemed like you played plenty of minutes, um, got through plenty of work, and, and of course the victory makes it all the better. Yeah, it definitely makes it a lot better, especially waking up the next morning, a bit sore. Uh, last couple of weeks have been um, pretty tough uh, for the club and, and for our supporters, so it was, um, yeah, it was pretty pleasing to get the win last night. Hey Dave, it's Matty Ballon, mate. Congrats on the win. Um, what's the secret, mate? When you when you when you're losing a few games and the and the confidence is down a little bit, what's the secret for you guys to get back into that winning circle like you did last night? Yeah, Matty, uh, mate. It's mate, we've, we've been training really hard like this whole time. It's just we just went for a rut there. We we were bloody giving ourselves our training and and doing all we can, and the results weren't coming, and that's sort of uh, frustrating, and our confidence was gone, and. Um, I think we couldn't even train all, all this week because we stayed up the Sunshine Coast. Um, mm. All the fields were closed. So there was a lot of this. Uh, you know, thinking about uh, what we're going to do in the game and um, and just reflecting on ourselves, how we're going to bring our best performance. And um, I was just so proud of all the boys and coaching staff. And um, yeah, they've done really well to you know, stick by us. And we just found a way to win. David, can you talk a little bit about the relief after the game? It seems like mm. there was had been a weight lifted off all of your shoulders, but also for Adam O'Brien, what was he like after the game, uh, having come under a bit of pressure in recent weeks? Yeah, Adney's been great. You know, obviously uh, losing the way we have been, it's been very embarrassing for you know the players, the coaches, and, and I understand why the fans are very upset. You know, um, yeah, I was just. You know, for him, he was, you see him in the box there. He, <laughs> he's jumping out of his seat yeah. and um, he's a very emotional bloke. He's um, he's doing all he can. It's just us. We're not executing what he's, what he's given us. And um, yeah, he's been he's been great for this period. He's, he's kept our spirits up and um, we, we wanted to get a win for him because, you know, we know how much effort and all he does for uh, us and the, and the coaches and, 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 the, and the fans as well. So well, we're just so, so proud to get a win for him. It's funny, Dave, you mentioned not doing what Adam O'Brien is saying. I'm, I'm going to go to another Adam that was crucial, I thought, last night. He got a late try, but it's not about the try that he scores. It's about the direction that he gives you. And I, I think Adam Clune frees up Kalen Ponger a little bit to do uh, the things that Kalen's very good at. Uh, give us an understanding of what Adam Clune brings to your side, mate. Yeah, George, he's... Um, he's, he's yeah, obviously, he's been documented. He's a bit of a journeyman, but he's... He's, 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 the way he talks and the way he, he plays his football, he feels like he's, he's been there a long time and um, he gives you a lot of confidence in, in what he does and um, he's definitely helping Kalen um, a lot. He's, um, he's been a great pickup for us and um, yeah, just, just having him in the, in, in the side, it's, it's a massive boost. Uh, I think his talk is, 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 is the one that everyone enjoys. You know, he's so direct in what he, what he wants us to do and, and gets us around the park. And even just you know his, his his running game as well. He he's only a small bloke, but he he backs himself to take the line on as well. So yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm so proud of him and um, getting that try. He's yeah, he's done well. 
Dave, next week um, you're playing the Broncos, a team I'm, I'm working with, um, watching both clubs really closely over the last couple of years. Like the Knights love to play through the middle and just like you've got a big physical pack and so do the Bronx up here. So um, how's it shaping up for you boys? Have you spoken about it yet or is it um, is it on the cards or are you just happy to get the win last night? Yeah, um, after the game, mate, we obviously um, were able to watch the, the, the Broncos game and um, they're a big payout. I think that uh, young Jensen they got from the Cowboys as well, he's, he's done well for him and Paddy Carrigan, they've got a great ball pack and um, you know, Adam, um, Adam Reynolds, Adam Reynolds is playing um, great off them, um, and the the fullback Terry Martin is he's he's found he's found his feet again. So they're 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 a lively side, and uh, we know we're in for a big game. They, they yeah, they're they're a quality side. So we'll make sure we do our homework and um, get back on the on training on Monday and, and make sure we're nailing everything. Where are you at the moment, Dave? Have you have you made it back to Newcastle? And was that a crow we heard in the background then? No, nah, that's my that's my daughter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, that's what I was it was a child. What are you talking about? Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. I just got picked. We just we just got dropped off. We just we've only just arrived um, into Newcastle, so my family's picked me up, and uh, she's in. She's in, she's got some chips, so she's just ripping through them. Yeah. She's doing well with. She's practicing her co, uh, crow call. She's doing really well. <laughs> just let, just let her know. <laughs> David, how do you find um, uh, find Newcastle? I mean, it can be. It's very. They're very into their rugby league, aren't mm. they? They can turn very quickly. But have you found sort of a bit of support through there? Oh, they've been great. Our supporters are very passionate. They stick through us, and um, they know they know when um, we're going bad and uh, when we're going well. They they stick by us and. Um, and obviously the last couple of weeks they've been into us, you know, rightfully so because the performances and um, especially at home, it, 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 they, they turn out and we haven't but gave them the respect to, you know, put them in good performances. So, um, you know, we there was a bit of a talk after the game there. We get to play there on Thursday and, and, and you know, make sure we're, we go out there and, and give a, a nice respectful, respectful performance for them. So mm. yeah, they've been great for me and, and my family. So, yeah. Hey, Dave, um, first half last night, can't remember the exact minute, um, tap for the Newcastle Knights. Somehow you end up with the ball and you were standing still. Now, you ended up taking it forward, played the ball, and then you gave an almighty spray to Tex Hoy. What, what was going on there, mate? <laughs> oh, uh, I think we, we've got a penalty. And it's normally the, um, the centre taps it and he normally takes it in. Everyone's got to know their role and everyone, yeah, so... I text you decided to get the ball and give give it to me when I wasn't expecting it and um the Bulldogs defenders uh rushed up on me and I and I actually give it to Texie for for um giving me hospital ball so it was all um it was all sweet after it was all love for me so I just had to make sure I let him know about it. Being, being in a past hooker, mate, I copped a few sprays from a front row. So <laughs> I don't know how text felt. But, um, mate, you can sympathise. They're usually under heavy fatigue, aren't they, the old front rowers? But um, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. Have you found, like you've played now for a little while, have you found that the game's changed a lot? And, and what's your experience about how it's changed physically for front rowers? Yeah, definitely, mate. Especially the way uh, the ruck can, you know, get, gets a bit quick and you've got the ticks again and... Um, you can be defending multiple um, sets. I think, I think that Melbourne game, we didn't touch the ball for the first 20 minutes, and that sucks yeah. a lot of juice out of you. So, um, definitely changed from you know three or four years ago. So, yeah, it's, it's going only going to get quicker.
David, you're only 28. You've been around for so long. People forget that. Over 180 NRL games. You've played 19 test matches for Australia and you've played 14 Origins for New South Wales. You haven't played there since 2019. A lot of people say that front rowers come into their best form when it, they get to their late 20s. Have you still got hopes and dreams of playing for the Blues and playing for Australia again? Oh, mate, it's my, it's my footy and uh, whoever's picking those sides, you know, think my, I'm playing all right, then, um, you know, I'll be in those sides. But uh, I'm just happy, you know, playing footy for Newcastle and, um, you know, getting around those boys and, and trying to improve our footy side. So, um, yeah, mate, of course you want to play in those sort of games and in those teams, but, yeah, you just got to get picked for them and make sure you're playing consistent footy. So, yeah, as I said, mate, I'm just happy, you know, putting on a nice jersey and, and, and ripping in every week. And I'm really enjoying that at the moment. What about someone like uh, Daniel Saifidi? He's the incumbent there, but he mm. said last night, I just haven't been playing uh, well enough. But you would know, having been in all those rep sides, that the talk starts, you've only got to really play a couple of good games and then you're, you're straight back into the frame, aren't you? Yeah. Deep um, hasn't... He's been going all right. You know, so we, we've, we've been losing and the, you, you get under a lot of scrutiny there and um, he just needs to you know, make sure he's not listening to the outside noise and just get back to playing the way he knows how to play football. And, you know, when, when you're losing the way we have been losing, it, you sort of, everyone loses a bit of com- confidence here, here and there. But um, after last, last night, I think he'll take um, a lot out of that game. And he's still got a couple of weeks until those teams get picked. And he's, he's been great for New South Wales the last couple of years. So if he gets, you know, a couple more games under his belt, he, he should be right. Dave, you were spectacular tonight. A very important win for the Newcastle Knights for lots of different reasons. Great to, for you to be home and, and enjoying the weekend. We really appreciate your time this afternoon, mate. Thanks, guys. Sorry for my little eye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a crow. Oh, sorry, it's a crow. <laughs> yeah, she's got right. talent. Girl. She's got a real talent. <laughs> Good on you, Dave. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, there he is, Dave Clemmer. Amazing numbers coming out of last night. 18 runs for 190 metres, 60 minutes of work. You talk about, he played the entire first half too. Yeah, when you watch Newcastle like the, the feature of their game is their middles and Dave Clemmer is one of their leaders. Yes. Um, so look, they just carry the ball so hard and they're so physical with the defence. Um, so when we play them next week, there'll, there'll be heaps of footage of Dave Clemmer and It'll be a big four-pack battle. I thought Daniel Saifidi had his best game for the year yep. too. Uh, yeah, well, excellent. and it only takes a couple of those games and you're straight back to everyone talking about you. It, it, that's right. Yeah. It, well, Daniel Saifidi Sr. was on Facebook groups, a Newcastle Knights Facebook group saying, go easy on my sons. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, Daniel. Don't, don't worry about it, Sr. It, like that, that's the outside noise that Dave yeah. Clemmer's talking about there. Yeah. Like, yep. How does that impact on you if you don't even know what's going on? Yeah, that's right. I think there's, there's so much noise for players these yeah. days or coaches or even you guys involved with the media. Like, there's always someone who's got their own say about what you're doing and you just got to block it out and do what you believe in. And that's what Newcastle did. Like, we were in the dressing sheds last night. You, you share all the dressing sheds now yes. at Magic Round. Yes. And the relief on um, O'Brien and the players' faces yeah. in that shed after the game was fantastic. You could just see they were so happy um, and just enjoying their footy and enjoying that win. It's amazing how many players you speak to now that don't have social media, even mm. really young mm. players. Mm. Um, yeah. That And it's the smart move to do. And if you, they do have social media, they have Instagram and they can't be direct messaged, which uh, is smart. Yeah. DJ Vasiljevic from the Sydney Kings told us on the, 
the afternoon show earlier this week that he caught death threats on the back of him yeah. nailing, nailing yeah. a three-point game-winning shot yeah. in, in the NBL. Like crazy. It's crazy stuff. You've got it's some crazy. text messages yeah, coming in Yeah, speaking of outside noise to the, bull- <laughs> <laughs> to the Bulldogs. Let's get some. Let's get some. All right. Someone's texting. They haven't left a name. Barrett isn't up to first-grade standard. Gus needs to show him the door. I find, I find that Barrett, like, obviously he wasn't really proven at Manly, but... He hasn't had the team that long. Like, you have to give him a chance. When you look at other coaches that have been there years and years in sides that haven't won premierships, Barrett is still – like, they're still building a side. They've still got uh, players to come next year. They're just expecting – It's easy. People forget Barrett was at the Panthers in a great system under Ivan Cleary, and he was the offensive coach. Yes. And so he had all those young guys that came through that that played some great footy. And then he was at Manly. The Travojevic's speak really highly of him. So there's no doubt he's got a great coaching um, portfolio, but it's just more so, I guess, getting that club sorted out. The players, every player you ever talk to that's been coached by him only has good things to say. Um, And there's another one here, actually, I guess in defence of the Bulldogs, please. Tell Scotty and all the other Bulldogs fans to hang in there. This is in reference to our earlier caller who um, we just left on for a bit of therapy. (laughs) Um, He just needed it. Um, I supported them since 1963 and have seen a share of wooden spoons along the way. They'll come good. They always do. My biggest frustration is not losing games. It's highly paid paid players not having a go. There is no excuse for that. From an old berry. I also find that criticism really interesting when people go, well, he's such a highly paid player and he's not performing. Do you give some of your salary back? No. No. Like, if someone's going to pay you, like... It, it is working in the uh, in the favour of the player though because it but it's it, the club. Well, then you've got to you've got to have it's a not their the fault. Uh, it's absolutely, not the player's it's not their fault. fault. But but what happens now is if you've got a player, let's call him Selwyn Cobbo, mm. right? Whatever payment he's on now, you're looking at him now. His value has doubled. Yep. Right. So in supercoach it has. Right. There you go. <laughs> but so in, in in and he might have a contract. I don't know Selwyn's contract status. He might have a twenty three deal. Right. So we're looking at twenty four, but. Often an agent will go, well, we can get you paid in 23 if yeah. we can do and, and And so they're happy to get the upgrade that they deserve. But, of course, no one's going to take the downgrade that they might deserve. No, that's right. But you wouldn't in any job. I'm no, not saying it's no. wrong. I'm just saying that's why it's really hard to manage your cap, Matty. It, it is very hard. And the only thing with, with players is when you, when you sign a big contract, there comes an expectation to perform. Yes. So look, there's, no, there's no doubt that no player is supposed to give any money back. But when you paid big money... DCE was a perfect example of yes. Manly. When you pay yes. that bigger money, there's an air of expectation that every game you come out and you play great footy. And if you don't, then there's questions asked. The thing about the expectations that we now have around Kieran Foran, they're low. Right? Yeah. And part of that is because he's only getting paid only $275,000 mm. a year. However, when he was at the Bulldogs and the Parramatta Reels mm. on those huge contracts, the expectation was completely different. You could argue, yeah. he's yes, he's playing better at Manly, but not much better. Yeah. But because of that perception of what he's getting paid and what he should be doing is different, we look at it differently. You, the last thing you want to be in the NRL, I reckon, is a highly paid player. You want to be... <laughs> well, your bank account. Yeah, yeah pretty, your uh, bank account. Yeah. But you want to be on that 700, like a decent way. That's wage. pretty highly paid. No, but like, you don't want to be a million-dollar player. Because yes, that's, that's when you... No, because that's when you get all the... And and the only way down... The, the only way is down after that. I've... Jay, I've got Jay Jay's thing. got a she's okay, got a yeah. really yeah, different yeah. way to look at. We've talked sure. to, we've talked yeah. to, talked about this before yeah. earlier, but um, 
yeah, I've got a, I've got dreams of a big contract and then a ACL injury. You know how the you know how the in the NFL they get guaranteed money. Yes. Yeah. Yep. JA's dream yeah. as a sportswoman is to yep. sign a rich four year deal with guaranteed money. Yep. And then do her ACL so she can sit on the couch and still well, get the money. Yep. That's her dream. Yeah, I'm not much of an athlete. You might have yeah. picked up that. <laughs> He's horrified. Look at the look I'm on trying him. to work that one out. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say a vocal cord injury or something. No, like no, I want no long term. I need a yeah. long term Couldn't injury. Be so lucky, if I'm it? if I'm sell, if I'm signing a big deal, I am changing direction on the field in terrifying form to try yeah. and do my ACL. But yeah, just yeah, on yeah, Selwyn so. Cobbo, um, yes. Peter Bedell actually had a story um, about eight days ago now. Selwyn Cobbo said to re-sign with the Broncos until 2025 on a $2 million contract. So that's three, four, five. So you're talking six, what, a 660 a year. See, I, and that's the thing with Selvin Cobber. He's got fullback in his future, right? When? I don't know. Next yeah. year, the year after. Yeah. But then if you've got Selvin Cobbo at 660 and he's playing fullback, you've got a cheapie. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if he's playing on the wing, you're paying overs. For that's someone, right. You know? yeah. so that's it just, right. It just depends what position he is. And there's no doubt he's got the ability to play fullback. Look, he's not there yet. Uh, his best position is wing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely got a big future ahead of him. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 if you want to have your say on that. zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Get us on the text line. Have you got more outside noise for us, J.A.? Yeah, the reptiles having having a go at the seagulls. Afternoon, legends. Time to call a spade a spade. Des Hasler can't coach. Been saying it for years. It took a guy to have the greatest season ever to save him last year. Oh, reptile thoughts, Ooh. Matt Ballard. Uh, Come on, wait into it. Come on, Matt. Nah, well, Desi's proven. He's won two premierships as a coach. He had a great side back then. I've been. I've worked under him for three years. There's no coach who'll work harder than him. He's got the backing of all the players. Yeah. He he knows football. He knows how the Manly Club operates. There's no, I don't think there's a better coach in the. NRL at the moment that could manage that manly ecosystem better than him. I'm really curious. Does he yeah. talk in really long grabs to you guys as <laughs> no, well? It's usually short and very direct. Like right, because he doesn't do that on yeah. TV. So yeah, no, yeah, oh, he's, 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 his press conferences are that painful to watch. But he's, he doesn't speak like that in the um, when he's addressing players. I knew it. No, no. <laughs> he's usually got a good fringe flick in his repertoire. Oh, really? Very good. Uh, yeah, of course, highlighted by that 40 points to nil victory in the 2008 Grand Final. Who scored the yeah. first try that night? Today, there we go. The little number nine. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, yeah, special guest Matty Ballon from the Broncos coaching staff, Jaleesa Apps from Channel 10, and we're going to take a break. You're listening to Crunch Time, all thanks to Ignite HQ. Yeah, special edition NRL Crunch Time coming to you live from Suncorp Stadium. It's Pixie's Pub. Yes! Yeah, back you nailed it. Down. I got it right. It's the little things, Maddie, that's you really exciting. It. Yeah, the, the name of the pub <laughs> the name is very helpful. Pub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, remember, thanks to Ignite HQ, win the ultimate blues origin experience, all thanks to Ignite HQ, which is a really... Easy way then for us to go into an origin chat, mm -hmm. JA and mm -hmm. MB. So uh, why don't yeah why don't we do Great it? Great transition. Be before we do that though, yeah. um, keep those text messages coming in zero four five seven seven three six seven three six and the open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Andrew McCulloch, who of course is a former Origin player, uh, he'll be coming up after two o'clock. Maddie Ballin, can you tell us about your 
origin experience the one game and and you know you're one of those you're sort of like stewie mcgill right <laughs> you know, there's just this once in a long time, long once time, in a generation yeah. player that's in front of you but you did have an origin experience and, and let yep. us know about it yeah well, yeah i had one in in 2010 and it was um yeah very unexpected cameron smith got injured in a test match against new zealand um as his teammate adam blair actually did a it was a funny you know the melbourne went through that wrestling stage and yes he got his elbow and hopper extended it and I was lucky enough to get a chance. So it was more than I ever ever dreamed of. Like I, Cameron Smith didn't miss games of football no. ever. No. And um and he missed that one and it was just perfect timing for me to be playing decent football with Manly at the time and and I roomed with him actually. I roomed with him um that trip and he went away to do his fitness test on the elbow. Oh, uh, wow. Trevor Gilmeister was the, the defence coach and and I just waited in the room and he came back and he looked miserable and then he goes, Oh yeah, sorry Matty, um you know, I'm not, I'm not playing, and I just had to keep in that, in, that excitement. <laughs> so what do you mean, sorry? Well, yeah, yeah well, he, well, he was like, yeah, I think he, I don't know what he said. Maybe I was thinking I'm sorry, but he just said, yeah, I, I couldn't play, and so I was, I was just really calm. And then as soon as he left the room, I was doing cartwheels yeah. bouncing on the bed. And, like, yes. So it was fantastic. And play, I played with Darren Lockyer, Jonathan Thurston, and Billy Slater. Wow. As a hooker, wow. there's no three better players to play with than those three. So. Yeah. It was fantastic. I remember working with you one time and you were telling me about the impact. And it's really interesting now. I saw Selwyn Cobbo go to fullback in your game against the Panthers. Yep. And, and the, the, the TV cameras cut away to him and he was mm. screaming at someone. And I thought, yeah. wow, that's an interesting sign. Because not all 19-year-olds yeah. can do that. No. But tell us about the Billy Slater impact on a dummy half yeah. that you, you saw and heard that night. It was incredible, yeah. So when I was passing either way, he'd be telling me where which way to go, which way to pass to, whether it was Lockyer was on the left and Thurston was on the right. Um, and then he'd be telling um, Lockyer and Thurston where to kick. He'd be saying fullback left, fullback left. And just like the the communication between him, myself and the two halves was off the charts. Like he just never shut up and he had a good sledge in him as well. So Did he? Really? Yeah, he never, oh, never yeah. gave it to me very much, but he, he had a good sledge. Oh, give us one. Who, who, was uh, there a particular target? or? No, nah, no. Nah. Well, Manly and Melbourne had, had good battles. Yeah, and we always yeah. Used to yeah. Billy was a little bit soft, so we always used to get in him and call him a, you know, a cat and all yeah. these different things, and he used to hate it. Um, and he used to give it back to us pretty well, but... Um, yeah, I probably can't mention it on air. No, because <laughs> early on in his career, Billy Slater, there was the thought was kick to him early and bashing. Yes. There was. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just trying to adjust these out there falling off. But, yeah, he was he was one of those blokes where you just pick him up and drive him back. Yeah. And and then you'd hopefully get him out of the game because he would sometimes get a bit rattled. He would get, when you bash him and really physical with him, he'd get rattled towards the start of his career. Yes. And as, as he got more mature, he developed a bit of resilience to that. The, the thing that we always, well, I always talk about with, he made it unfair for every other fullback because now they're all judged against Billy Slater. Yeah, there was yeah. not, so there was not yep. any part yeah. of the game. Like early on, his passing game wasn't quite there, yep. but he just worked on it we and did. he worked yeah. on it and he worked on it and it got better. He'd always put, no matter what he did, he'd push the push the boundaries in the game. Remember there was, the 2008, he'd, he was trying to stop tries with his feet. Yes. Diving in with his feet and then he'd catch the bomb and, because people were bashing him, yes, he'd get his knees and his studs up and and try and get him into them that way. So he, he was a real innovator. Like he changed the game of like the, the way a fullback plays yes. today. Yes, but he'd also like just bend and push the rules, which all great players do. Um, so yeah, it was, that's one thing I remember playing against him. Did you ever see him in Rexona's greatest sports person? The um, challenge that they did on yeah. TV, yeah. he was fascinating to watch. So all these different sports people from yeah. um, from different sports. And they had all these challenges that they'd have to do, and the winner he won it twice in a row. Right. But he would watch 
and just look and very tactically go, okay, that's how I'm going to get the best time in this crazy monkey bar thing. Okay. And, I, and you go, yeah. right, that's the way I do yeah. it. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting mindset. Let's talk about uh, the Maroon squad then. Um, yep. You talk yep. about, um, you know, everyone thinks, and I've been saying how dominant the Blues are in regards mm. to the best players in the game. Yep. But if you look at it, this is what a spine could look like for the Queensland side. Harry Grant, yep. Cameron Munster, Daly Cherry Evans mm. and Kalen Ponga. It's a pretty yeah, good starting spot, man. It's pretty dangerous, yeah. It's it's a you know a lethal spine, and then and then you can add some some really solid forwards to that pack too, which you know the, the boys of Brisbane are playing really well as well. And um, you know it, it makes a really competitive um, Origin series because the, the last couple of years, you know, with the, all the talks have been about New South Wales forward pack and how they're very dominant. You know, the fullbacks they've got to pick, they're blessed with, you know, um, Turbo. They've got Tedesco. Yes. Um, Jack Whiten. Um, so for Queensland to, to bring this young crop of players through, um, it's looking really good for the for the for the for the state. And, and Cherry Evans is, is now more senior and had a lot of time there. And I think he's a great leader for their for their state. I'm looking at this Queensland side that played last year, of course, um, and and this is the third game, the third game that they won, 20 points to 18. B- before that, it was I think the combined scoreline was like 97 to 20 or something. But anyway, I'm looking at it. Tino Fasua Malaawi. Well, he's a walk-up start now. Yep. He, he's been quite superb. I, yep. Francis Molo's been arguably the best middle forward yep. for the Dragons. Um, Tom Flegler, I think, has yep. been playing some really and. You'll be able to tell us about the influence that Kurt Capewell has on a team that we don't yeah. see. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, Capes is one of those blokes that we were talking about earlier that he just does the effort areas really, really well. Um, he works hard no matter what, if he's playing centre, if he's playing on the edge. He played wing for us last night. He filled in on the wing. So yeah, he's, right. that, he's that adaptable. He plays anywhere. Um, and and when, when players play with him, um, he just holds them really accountable to effort areas and just working hard. He's not the most skillful player in the yeah. world, but... But that's what Origin's based around, right? Like, you know, got those players that just work hard and continue to bring the best out in each other. I guess the one thing we don't know in the um, Origin squad is uh, Billy Slater is, I guess, the big unknown of yes. how he's going to go coaching. How do you think yeah. he will? Well, we just talked about it then. Look, he's he's an innovator as a player. He Jimmy just described how he tactically pulled apart that Rexona competition. Um, and his coaching will be nothing different. Like, yeah. he will just be all over that coaching system and... He's learnt under Craig Bellamy. Um, you know, he, he knows exactly what he wants out of his players. He's he's a big one on effort areas. Like, he yeah. was always training really hard, getting himself in physical condition. Yeah. Um, and then and then he's got the rich history of Queensland. You know, he'll draw upon Alan Langer and other mentors that come in and, and teach the young players or the players that are new to the squad what it means to be a Queenslander and how they should play the game. So he'll be fantastic. He's... He's a, he's a proven winner as a player and he will be as a coach too. What does it mean to be a Queenslander? Because I've got my own ideas on that. Have you? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> well, let's hear your, yours first. Let's hear yours. I've got to be careful because no, I've had no, Suncorp right, yeah, Stadium. You right, are in yeah. Queensland, yeah. That's right. right. That's right. Well, it, well, if I could tell, like, it's, it was funny. I, I was, I'm a Queenslander and I played a lot of my footy in New South Wales. Yes. And as soon as I was involved with the Queensland side, um, we had – some other players I was good mates with, Jamie Lyon, Josh Perry. Yes. And Brett Stewart played for New South Wales. And as soon as I was in the Queensland camp, I didn't want to talk to them. Yes. Even after the game. So that probably best sums up what it means to be a Queenslander yeah. and to wear that jersey. You just, you want to beat New South Wales. And no matter who those guys are, just, you don't care about it. Is Billy Slater a career coach? Is he the next coach of the Melbourne oh, Storm? Well, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I, 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 yeah, I honestly don't know. I think he has aspirations to coach. And yes. then... Like, obviously, 
origin coaching is very different than club coaching. Yes. Club coaching yes. is like you have to dedicate your whole life to it. You wouldn't be able to do your media. You wouldn't be able to do any outside thing. You just have to fully focus on that club ecosystem and building a good spot. I think you'd have the ability to do it. There's no question about that. Whether he has the ambition and then the sacrifice to do it is another question. New South Wales have a few issues. We think Cook at hooker, right? Mm. Cleary at halfback's a, a very obvious one. So too Luai. Luai Tedesco yep. is pretty comfortable at the back there. Mm. But then there's some question marks, especially around that centre position. Let's presume that Latrell Mitchell is out. Yep. And, and, and Tommy Turbo is, I won't say he's a question mark, but it's like, yeah. mm, I'm, I'm a little yeah. bit worried about what I'm not getting out of Tommy T this year. Do you see the same issues with oh. New South Wales? Not, not really, no. I don't, I don't think so. I think Tommy Tommy had a great year last year. Like you can't compare the 15 games he had last year to anything else. Like when teams look at it, Manly play now, they just say, stop Tommy, you know, and, yeah. and shut down Cherry yeah. Evans. But as far as like his ability, he'll, he'll physically get better. I don't think his knee's fully right yet. Des will say that it is, but he's still carrying a bit there. Then you've got, you know, um, on the other side of the park, you can, you know, there's, a, there's a heap of different players to pick as well, so... Tommy will get back into some good form and, and good fitness. Yeah, the uh, Blues actually had a bit of a day, uh, I think it was on Tuesday, where they had the under-18s, the under-16s, and also the women's side um, training. And Freddie sort of spoke about some of their injuries there. And he actually said that, um, he said, well, I can't get set on a team because I actually expect more injuries. We're still yeah. so far mm. out. Um, and he was talking about um, num the number 14 role and, um, and that Ryan, he felt felt for Ryan Pappenhausen and um, that he was always going to have James Tedesco in as, as fullback, but he was looking at Paps for that 14. But he also mentioned Nico Hines and yeah. um, and Jack yeah. Whiten. And yeah. I probably don't I, – I don't know if I would have liked – and maybe he'll still do it, but uh, Ryan Pappenhausen for the 14 role, I feel like maybe it's sort of more a Jack Whiten is sort of that bigger body no, that you can right. put – you can. Oh, it's not the right. It's not the right. No, is, we need all our players, mate. <laughs> we don't need true. anyone in Origin. True, okay, yeah, I'd be happy if none of them got picked. Yeah. Um, but I, I sort of feel like he's maybe a little bit more suited to being there when you can even put him in the forwards. Really, he's that bigger body. Yeah. Well. well yeah. I mean, Pappenhausen obviously a fantastic player, but but where do you play him when you bring him off the yeah. bench? Like, mm. uh, the, the it's 13, really one position. That's right. Yeah. And and they've got. Well, they got arguably the three best fullbacks. Yes. Apart from Pappenhausen to play fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd pick a big body in Jack Whiten. You know that that thirteen or that that utility player can come on and play hooker. He can play lock. He can play five eight. He could play centre. So I think he's the he's probably the better option. He's got a little bit of an issue now, Freddie, because Cam Murray was always the option. If yeah. anything happened to Cook, Murray could yes. go to dummy yeah. half. Now Murray's yeah. out, so you've got to. Just say, and you've got to think about all the possible scenarios. Yep. Cook goes down first five minutes. What's my option? And at present, you're looking at that, and it's not Jack Whiten. You know, it's not Nico Hines. Yeah. It's such a specialist position, as you know, Matty. Y yeah, that's right. And I don't know what the answer is for him. Like, if, if he starts with a Cook and, and carries a Jake Travojevic on the bench or someone like that, Jake can play middle, he can yep. play hooker. Yeah. Um, you know, he could, he could do a job there. But there's a really tough, tough question mark on on whether, you know, Cook can last and then if Cam Murray's back. Yeah. It's such a um, it's such a loss, Cam Murray. He was also talking about, you know, who could potentially fill in there. He mentioned Tarek Sims, Liam Martin. Yeah. Even yeah. It would be that temptation to go the Panthers factor, wouldn't it? Get yeah. as many of them. I saw a yo, he'd be yeah. fantastic. But I think Jake Trevojevic has proven there as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's all thanks to Ignite HQ, win a Hilux and a camper on May 15th. That's actually tomorrow. Win it tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. We're taking a break. After that, we're back talking Saturday footy on Crunch Time. Stick around. Special edition NRL Crunch Time. We're coming to you live from Suncorp Stadium. We're at Pixie's Pub. And the punters are in now at the moment. You can see, oh, look at all the gear they've got. I can see a Parramatta supporter over there. Uh, there's a Gold Coast Titans Where's supporter. the Raiders? Where's the Raiders? <laughs> uh, they'll be here strongly early on, and then they'll yeah. fade away. Oh. Oh. Not fair. Not, Not fair. mean. Time to gear up for this afternoon's footy. Thanks to Dometic. Go on your next adventure. Dometic. Dot com. All right, let's start from the top and work our way down. Storm v Panthers, Matty. This is a beauty. Yep. Uh, a bit of information around that Jerome Hughes has got an illness or won't be playing tonight. Yep. Huge yep. out. That's a massive loss. Yeah, it's huge. And, and, and Penrith, I think, coming off that loss to Parramatta last week, we'll be pretty happy if that happens. Um, I'm not sure if it really affects the Melbourne machine too much. Yeah. But they, they've just got the clones that come in and just play great footy. Their system's amazing. Um, it's really interesting the two teams just have such structure and start such um, consistency in their play. So I think it'll be a fantastic game. For me, I think that, that Penrith won't lose two in a row. So I think the Panthers will get it. The build-up was interesting with the Jerome Hughes stuff around the Panthers. And so if you take him out of yes. that, does it not fire them up as much? If, yeah. I don't know. No, I think I think the Panthers are coming off a loss. They haven't lost too many games if you look at the last couple of seasons and and obviously that, that Melbourne uh, grand final um, you know they'll, they'll want to win this game they're very competitive mm-hmm. and they don't like losing so their coach is obviously not going to be there today yeah. but yeah. I don't think that affects them too much either you know they've got Seraldo and Andrew Webster who are great coaches and they'll just get the system and the machine rolling tip Penrith 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 okay. yeah by four JA yeah I would go Penrith I'm going to go a little bit more I'm going to go by 12 Okay, I was all happy with the Storm, and it's, it's just it's knocked me off kilter out. with the Jerome Hughes news. I'll mm. stay with the Storm, though. Uh, what about the Rabbitohs and the Warriors? Wow. Rabbitohs have lost their best player in Cam Murray. I like the fact that they've made Cody Walker skipper. Yes. Um, yep. But this is a Warriors side. Oh, they've been really poor, Manny. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and Broncos played, played South last week, and um, we just... I found that South just... Uh, they're not the same team. We know they're not playing the same footy as they did last year. Um, Broncos, we, we really broke them down through their edges. Um, and their middles, I don't think, can do as much as what they what they have been doing. Um, the Warriors, obviously inconsistent, but yeah. um, playing some good footy. So I'm going to say the, uh, the Bunnies. Yeah, I am expecting a fired-up Cody Walker, but in a good way. Oh, not in a, a frustrated... We've yes. probably seen him be a little bit fried up at himself lately yes. and a little bit frustrated. And even in a press conference, I think maybe about four weeks ago, he was talking about how frustrated he was with his own um, game. And he's obviously copped a bit of criticism. But I think giving him the, that captaincy role, he'll, um, he'll be fired up and ready to go. I'm tipping them, tipping them by 16. Rabbits. Rabbits for you, Matty. Yep, rabbits. Rab- rabbits for me. Quickly, uh, Titans-Dragons tip, J.A.? Um, I'm going to go Dragons Yes. by eight. Dragons by eight. Yeah, I'm going to go Dragons. Both coming off a loss, but I think Dragons will bounce back a bit better than the Gold Coast. I'm going to go Dragons as well. Wary of the fact that they've had a leadership guru come into the Ooh. team. This week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Titans. <laughs> <laughs> by 16. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I'm going to go the Dragons in that one. All right, we're going to get to a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Special Edition Crunch Time. Stick around. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
Well, I'll tell you what, an absolutely massive week for the NRL Crunch Time team. Three multis getting uh, one paying two thirty-one, one paying four bucks nearly, and the other one paying fifteen dollars. Uh, Scotty Sattler, you jinxed yourself. You said you were better than the uh, NRL Crunch Time team, and yet you've had a loss. Karma, karma comes back to haunt you every time. And- and last week, you educated me, actually. You said, never tell anyone your last leg. And so last week, I was flying. And I thought, this is going to be great for the dabblers who will copy the bet, which is one of yeah. the, the greatest parts of the uh, the app. You get to copy other people's bets. And then yeah. Canelo Alvarez gets beaten last week by Dimitri Bivol. And I was absolutely filthy. I was ropeable Sunday afternoon. So I've got to apologise. And congratulations, Crunch Time team. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I'll tell you what, they've uh, even coined a new phrase for the Crunch Time NRL team. It's called FOMOB, which is fear of missing out on the bet after the results last week. So Crunch Time team doing very well. Uh, looking ahead to this week, of course, the Magic Round on, which is great. Uh, Cronulla Sharks to win by over 12. Parramatta Eels and the Cowboys to get up. What do you think about their bet? Uh, yeah, Cowboys by over 12. Um... Yeah, I don't mind that one because, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be difficult to score points Saturday, Sunday mm. because of the weather. Now, Friday night, uh, I was fortunate enough to be at Magic Round Friday night calling games uh, for NRL Nation. And um, and the weather was actually, it was it was really kind to the to the fans for a long time until mm. until about probably the last 15, 20 minutes of the Broncos game. But Saturday, a lot of rain, a lot of rain, rain around the Gold Coast of Brisbane. And yeah. I think that field's going to chop up a little bit. So... To, to go overs, I've I've actually included an overs as well in mind. But in saying that, you've got to be really particular about what teams you know can score. Um, so they can score one try, they can score two or three in quick succession. And I think the Cowboys are, are, are proving they can do that, and they'll be able to probably do it yeah. against the West Siders. Yeah, and I like that they've gone the Eels over the, the Roosters there. What are you liking? Well, I've gone for an overs as well. I think, uh, I think South Sydney... Um, I think... I think South Sydney can score more than 13 or 12, more than 12 points, 13 plus. Mm-hmm. So I've gone South Sydney to win by 12 or more. I've gone Justin Ollum to be any time try scorer in that game against Penrith. I think Penrith's right side defence can be a little bit vulnerable at times. And I've gone any time try scorer for the Gold Coast Titans, Brian Kelly on the left hand side. The Gold Coast Titans have had a real shake up around their halves and also especially AJ. Brimson are going back under that 5-8 throw. I think Brian Kelly will, will score off a, a nice little deft grubber kick from, from AJ Brimson. And then I've got Cronulla Sharks to um, to win head-to-head in their in their clash as well. And you're just sticking with the NRL this week, Sats. You're, just, you, you're thinking, I'm sticking with my lane. I'm not branching out. I'm just sticking with what I know. Well, you know what? I had a couple I had a couple of tips from the horses uh, today in Brisbane, but yeah. because of the weather, it's gone from Doomman to Eagle Farm now. So it's not the Doomman 10,000. It's, uh, mm. it's uh, over at Eagle <laughs> Farm now. So I'm going to start away from that because it's too hard to pick. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's one of the good things about Dabble, as we know, Sats, is the social media meets betting. So there are experts in those fields that you can follow. But, of course, just download the app. Follow the Crunch Time NRL team who are on a tear at the moment. You can follow Sats who's going to be uh, coming back with a win this week. Go on, have a dabble. Dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Until next week, Sats. See you, Josh. Enjoying Crunch Time Banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. 
a special edition of NRL Crunch Time coming to you from Level 5 Suncorp Stadium. Woo-hoo. It's in Queensland, from what I understand, too, or at Pixie's Pub. You've got your bearings again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hang on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're at the northern end of the ground, uh, and it's um, about time for us to say goodbye, too. Um, thank you, Maddie. I know no, you're, you're thank- sticking around to preview the match. So. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's Magic Ground's a great time. Yeah, I think we're getting rid of you. Jo yeah, you pun- yeah, I'm gone. I've been flicked. Just before we do oh, get God, rid of you, go. good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Jaleesa, your voice carries so well over this AM transmission. It's beautiful to listen to. That's taking nothing away from you, fellas. A lady's voice just modulates so well. Totally enjoying the program for an analysis to interviews as I drive my 12.5-metre family wagon around on this nice, sunny afternoon. Cheers, Mickey G, cruising around Newey and Serena. That is so nice for you to read Mickey. a nice text message. Yeah. You, I thought this one must have been jamming me. I oh. mean, thank you, Mickey. I don't know how it slipped through, but anyway. It, it was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow, Scotty Sattler, Brent Tate, Scotty Prince will be here. Brian Fletcher, Greg Alexander, NRL Nation coming up. Warriors and Rabbitohs pre-game show. Gary Belcher, Matty Ballin and myself. And remember that crunch time is now on Sunday all year in 2022. From what I understand, you're the you're the host of that, J.A. Yeah, Sock and I on Sunday. It gets a bit loose. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, J.A. Thanks to Denon as well. But everyone, stick around because we've got the Warriors v. Rabbitohs coming up. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.